So if you were extremely wealthy, what unnecessary thing do you think you'd end up blowing your money on? Or would you want to blow your money on? Hmm. Um, let's see. Insanely wealthy. Um, probably I would do a vacation Disney World with all my friends and family. <laughs> Disney World. All right. Um, Disney World. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like eight years ago now, we had a big family reunion in Disney World and uh, we had a blast just there's like 30 of us. Um, wow. Of, of my family members. <laughs> yeah, that's a but, lot of people. Yeah, we, you know, we flew down to Orlando and I say it's a reunion, but we all live in Colony. Um, so, <laughs> so we all flew down to Disney World and like drank around the world in Epcot and like just had fun together. That uh, would be fun. I, and, uh, yeah, that would be fun. I remember I went to Disney World as a kid and I remember going to Epcot certainly before I was old enough to drink and to, I would probably really appreciate it because you go to Disney World as a kid, you want rides, you want that kind of experience. Epcot's more about what, you know, seeing right. what sights around the world would be like. So going back now would yeah, be awesome. Yeah, it wasn't as a child. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. And um, I don't have kids, so um, uh, it's really fun being a childless millennial in Disney World, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> I certainly can't, certainly don't can't disagree. I think I, I may have mentioned this before <laughs> on an earlier podcast. I think if I was loaded like that to the point where money didn't matter, I, I would take out a Super Bowl ad and it would really just kind of be like a white screen. Maybe, you know, just a desk in the middle of it. I'd walk out wearing like a tux or something. Just stroll on out, lean against the uh -huh. desk, pr pretend like I'm checking my watch, just have like my last name on the bottom of the screen and then just walk away. <laughs> Literally no reason whatsoever. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, I, I don't know how I came up with that idea, but it's something that's always been in the back of my head that would be, I think would be hilarious and fantastic. <laughs> so with that, oh, yeah. welcome to episode 32 of what is still known as Stories from a Virtual Bar. Still rolling with the virtual in the title there, despite what Facebook will allow me to do. Yeah. I am, of course, your host, Chris Osborne. And for this episode, I'm hanging out virtually with Mark Coslin. Am I pronouncing that right? Yep, uh, Mark McCoslin. Yep. McCoslin, I'm sorry. Uh, founder of the group Colony yeah. Pride, a community-led organization for LGBTQ citizens and allies in Colony, New York. Welcome to the show, sir. I'm happy to have you on. How are you? Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be on and talk about Colony Pride and, um, and Pride Month, which just yeah. started today, June 1st. I was going to mention that off first, right off the bat. We happen to just be recording this on June 1st. So happy Pride Month to you, sir. Thank you. You too. I happen to be drinking a beer, I, but we did have to switch to audio only to try to get a better connection here. You happen to be drinking anything yourself there, Mark? You know, I was going to drink a beer, but um, today, Monday, it was just so long that I ended up just going for an iced coffee because I was just really tired by the time work ended. So, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> but I am, sorry, yeah, I am drinking out of a Magic Hat Mardi Gras glass. Nice, um, I'll take it. The last, yeah, last Mardi Gras we went to in Burlington, Vermont. So. Ah, Mardi Gras in Burlington. Oh, that's right. You lived in Vermont for a while, correct? Yeah, about uh, three years. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it's a great town. Awesome. Ask you about that a little later on. I'm drinking a beer from Fort Orange Brewing, straight out of Albany. They're uh, Momentum Pale Ale, which is one of my favorites that they do. And I, I don't get to Albany as much as I used to. I live in Niskayuna now, so I drove out that way a few days ago, and I had to make my stop count. <laughs> so I ended up getting a whole case of stuff. So I'm I'm loaded up for a little while. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, I've been to Fort Orange and. I guess in January was the last time I went to Fort Orange and it was packed. And now I just kind of cringe at the, you know, the image of being in a packed bar again at the moment. But yeah, it's they have good beer for sure. It's definitely an awesome place. Great guys. I did an early podcast with them. And yeah, did the idea of like being back into a packed place right now is it's weird. Like it, I, it's one of those things I would be, it's great to think about, but I'm superly cautious now. And i because there's really just no idea when that kind of opportunity will be safe and, you know, available again. Right. So 
let's get into some stuff here. I took a little break from recording for a while, mainly about a month or so. I think it's been since I've recorded an episode. <laughs> and of course, sadly, still at home, not out in places again yet. But uh, I had cranked out like four episodes in a little over a month, which is the most I've ever done. And then I took a break to basically play video games and hang out. I did a lot, <laughs> a lot of grilling. And uh, it was a nice little break. <laughs> But uh, now things are getting back to a point where I'm ready to get hot back in. So, I, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. I got some great stuff I'm uh, super interested in hearing from you about. You've been getting a lot of attention recently, I've noticed. There are a couple of times Union articles basically spearheading the uh, effort to get the town of Colony to formally recognize Pride Month, right? Right, yeah. Um, last year, uh, actually June... Uh, June 2019, um, I started a petition to um, have the town colony recognized Pride Month because um, they had never done it previously. And I ended up getting uh, about 500, over 500 signatures. And um, I brought that to a few town board meetings you know, in May 2019 and um, you know, successfully got the town board to recognize Pride Month for the first time ever last year. Yeah, I had some, uh, there's a couple of Times Union articles and got interviewed by the news um, at the town board meeting where they passed the resolution. It was great. They passed the resolution actually um, on a bipartisan, unanimous basis, which is really great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good to see you for sure in such a divided uh, time that we live in. Like I said, I came across I came across the Times Union articles, and so I know a little bit. I know some backstory about you and the Colony Pride Group, of course, from social media that I've started following, and you know the overall mission for you guys. So you're from Colony, right? Right. Uh, born and raised in Colony, I went to uh, Colony High, which is uh, South Colony School District. I lived here most of my life. I went to college in colony i went to sienna college which is in loudonville yeah i actually and, uh, um, before living in niskew and i lived just right around the corner from there okay nice yeah yeah so it's a beautiful um, school yeah, i didn't I, go, in, I went to uh saint rose okay yeah it's yeah it's a beautiful campus uh small yeah uh, yeah it was good it was a good school what did you end up majoring in uh, um, I majored in political science and Spanish with a minor in globalization studies. Globalization um, studies. What exactly, what exactly is the program yeah, it, it or was, uh, something like that? Yeah, it was um, just focused on just how interconnected uh, we all are. So it was a mix of like poli-sci and you know, world history courses and yeah, just about how interconnected society oh. is. Which Interesting. Is, yeah, it was good. And I uh, got to study abroad for a semester in Spain awesome. uh, my junior year. And um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. I've been um, to Canada a couple of times. So yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, uh, it's, uh, Montreal is like a European city itself. It's it is. Uh, for sure. It's funny you mention that because, of course, that's where I ended up going for like a bachelor party. And it, uh, it can, you can really fall into some parts where you – you think you're really like overseas. It's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, when I lived in Burlington, I, I was able to uh, shoot up to Canada uh, pretty, pretty easily. And get to, I got to go to Montreal a few times living up there. Like I said, I check, I was able to check out the times union articles and things. How did you, so you spent also spent some time in Washington DC, right? Was that after college? Yeah. I, um, let's see, I graduated college in 08. And in 2013, I moved to Washington, D.C. and uh, lived in uh, the metro, D.C. metro area. I lived in Maryland for about two and a half years. When I moved to D.C., um, I was still dating my partner at the time, Joe. We've been together seven and a half years now. Um, so when I moved to D.C., we were dating for about a year. You know, we just continued dating, did a long distance relationship. He stayed up here in the colony, on, in Cohoes. Yeah, then after two and a half years in D.C., I, I just, I really missed home. So the uh, closest place I could transfer to was in Burlington, Vermont. So uh, that made long distance much easier than living in, in D.C. What kind of work um, were you doing? So yeah, and then, uh, I worked for uh, an organization dealing with uh, like training administration. Okay. Man, living in Washington and uh, and then Burlington, those are 
seemed like two very vastly different type places. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely such a change, like culture shock, really. Um, I remember when I transferred to, to Vermont, um, I went to a grocery store near my house and I ran into like three coworkers and I was like, this, this would never happen in DC because everyone lives, you know, so far away from each other. But it, it really reminded me of like how much I missed living in Colony, you know, another town, a township. Um, yeah, it was, it was just more comfortable for me living in a small town than a giant metropolis that the DC metro area is. Is, uh, I'm always curious because people that, you know, end up moving away and then kind of coming back. I did the same thing. I was, I was born and raised in the Schenectady area, lived in South Carolina for five years or so, I think, but when I was like 15 to 20 years old and then ended up coming back. It's, uh, it's an interesting take because those are the kind of years where you dream about, you know, leaving home and getting out and moving far away. And then I came back and I kind of, I feel like I certainly appreciated the area a little more. It's definitely changed a lot in the, wow, I think it's been like 15 years or so since I've been back. So, I, I mean, I appreciate it even more now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when I, when I lived, you know, when I moved to D.C. from Colony, you know, I was just, I was just thinking how great it would be to live in a, you know, just a big city with so many different uh, cultural opportunities. And then moving to Vermont, uh, to Burlington, Vermont, there's just so much less to do. I mean, there's still things to do and, and they're great, but there's just less uh, compared to DC. And so then when I, I would come back to Colony and I'd be like, oh, well, we have you know, Proctors and Schenectady and the Palace and Albany. Like there's, um, it, it, it made me appreciate for sure what um, the Capital District has to offer. That's interesting. I, I mean, I assume Burlington's kind of a hippie-ish type town. <laughs> <laughs> probably like oh, most yeah. of Vermont oh, in yeah, my absolutely. mind but it seems like there'd be a you know at least a fair <laughs> amount of stuff to do I know I've been there probably when I was younger but don't have much of a recollection of it yeah I mean there's definitely like lots of things to do but uh, when I was just thinking like specifically of like uh, like theater like there's uh, one major theater in Burlington as really to, you know so many around here that's like, true it is kind of surprising town. just the stuff that's around well i mean even just schenectady in general and then of course you know being right next to albany that helps too but there are there's a, there's always a lot of stuff going on not so much right now of course with uh you know easing right. off the quarantine and everything but there was <laughs> <laughs> once upon a time yes so i did uh, in reading the articles i saw that uh you came out was it your senior year of high school yeah yeah so um and you know as i was thinking about our podcast today I, I went back and i found my journal from from back in high school and i, and I wasn't a good journaler i had like four entries over two years but um <laughs> i mean what really what really qualifies as a good journaler when it comes to you know kids <laughs> <laughs> right right um yeah so um but i i found like a, a couple of entries from that time period and yeah i i came out senior year of high school at the very end of of senior year so I was like 2004 came out to my best friend Nicole at the time and um I, I came out via AOL instant messenger <laughs> <laughs> you know what uh, when I think of AOL instant so, messenger the the one thing I remember the most is talking to strangers and just always ask typing a slash s slash l for age sex location <laughs> I remember that more than anything. <laughs> uh, that and all, all those great away messages that <laughs> yes. you type up and see you. <laughs> oh, and I, I am um, cracking open a second beer here. So if people hear a can opening, that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so I found this journal though. And, you know, so looking back, like, you know, I, I definitely say my coming out experience was, um, I had a lot you know, just a better outcome than what other people experience. You know, I can say that comfortably now um, that, you know, I'm pretty lucky. Mm-hmm. But like back then, like it was, you know, it was just the, the hardest thing uh, in my life to do. Like just thinking about coming out to people, um, it would just give me just terrible stomach aches and like just anxiety. And you're, and you're so scared that if you, when you start to come out to people that 
you'll get rejected by your by your friends or your family, even though it's, you know realistically it's pretty unlikely that that's going to happen. But you know, for people, that is a realistic outcome. So yeah. you just never know how people will will react. So you know, so I found this journal and I was actually writing it in Spanish because I didn't want anyone to find my journal and, and understand what I was saying. So were you proficient enough in Spanish? <laughs> were you proficient uh, enough in bad. Spanish reading to understand? Through <laughs> reading through it, I'm like, oh, okay, like not terrible, but <laughs> there's room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, I just saw a few entries of like basically just saying like I I I have to accept this was in 2003 um, this one art um, entry that I wrote you know I have to accept that I'm gay and I do I just wish that. I could tell someone and so that was April 2003 and I didn't actually tell anyone until um, April 2004 so you know it, it just took so much I don't know just it um it, it was it's a slow process for sure you know like just yeah years in of high school of uh, struggling with that you know thankfully you know my friends and, and family you know all had a happy ending no yeah um, absolutely because yeah, certainly a lot of the time it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't fully relate, uh, you know, being a straight man, the, you know, the feeling of that type of pressure, I can kind of wrap my head around the, you know, the questions that you would be concerned about and things like that. But that's why I find, you know, the stories interesting, because you don't need to be gay to find inspiration in the strength it takes to, you know, tell share your story with people no matter what it is right right um yeah so, I, was just, I was just gonna say i, I remember uh, i just i was gonna say I, I remember coming out to my friend nicole over him and then she like Im- immediately called me on the phone you know on the landline of course back then. <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah you know, she was awesome uh super supportive and, and everything and um you know after i told her like there's just such a weight lifted off of your shoulders that I, I just remember literally like being able to stand up straighter and you know it's just such an immense weight to be taken off your shoulders just from telling one person i can only imagine yeah how long was it before you ended up telling your parents was it shortly after that or around the same time um let's see it was um so let's see freshman year of college Let's see. Let me think. I came out to my family sophomore year of college, so it was about two years after that. It looks like, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, two years after, I came out to my high school friends. Uh, so, I, in high school, so I came out to my one friend over AIM and another friend over AIM, and then you know, the rest of my friends. Like, was like, hey, I need to meet everyone at this playground near my house. Um, I, I gotta tell you all something. And after I told them all. My one friend, Allison, was like, I thought you were bringing us here to tell us that you're dying of cancer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Did any of your friends have any idea before you told them? Let's see. Definitely. So there's like two people who were like, oh, yeah, like uh, um, I figured. Um, like I'm not surprised and I remember just being like why didn't why didn't you tell me this would have been so much easier that's that's curious what's that feeling like when you hear something like that after making this big decision to you know officially tell people you know I was I remember like you know on the one hand being like concerned that um you know other people could know that I was gay by just like you know like looking at me or or hearing speak or whatever um just because I was so closeted and fearful of of like having my family find out but it was it was definitely like so it was that but it was also more like like you should have just told me so that i didn't have to wrestle with this for for so long wow like you know nothing against them obviously oh like, yeah say, um, <laughs> it would have just made it easier for myself that is <laughs> yeah that's got to be you know you you stagger with that kind of decision on you know when to tell people and things like that and then hear something like oh yeah like kind of figured or new like oh all right yeah <laughs> and it's um, it's of course great that yeah, they were so supportive and everything right you know and then i told um when i started 
telling my family, I, I started with uh, my older cousin, Polly, who's, uh, was, you know, has been and is just my best friend. So um, I was really nervous telling him because I wasn't sure how he would react, but, you know, he was totally supportive. And, you know, I, then I told my sister and my sister had um, like one of the funniest reactions. She was sitting in our living room and I was like, Courtney, I got, I got to tell you something. You know, um, you know, I'm gay. And she's like, wait, so you like guys? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> um, that's then, like, kind of the general month, concept I, there, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the last, like, so then I had to tell my parents, and that was, that was the hardest. Um, I was, you know, scared about that. And I ended up telling my mom's twin, um, her identical twin, my Aunt Judy. Oh, wow. Um, I, I told her, yeah, I, I told her and I wanted her to tell my mom for me because I, I was just, just chickened out. So, you know, Aunt Judy, she was just super supportive and, um, you know, just, she was shocked, but she was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll tell your mother. And and then, so then she tells my mom and my mom and my Aunt Judy, I guess were, they were talking about it and they just, no, they just, they're so shocked and, um, my mom, you know, she just didn't know how to respond. And um, she was like, you know, did did your friends make you like this? Like, do you need to see a, a therapist or a psychologist? And my uh, my cousin Paulie was with me at the time. And, you know, he was just like, you know, Jesus Christ, like, he doesn't need a uh, psychologist. Like, you're born this way. And, wow. You know, it, it, was, it was a difficult few days, like, as my my mom had that reaction, but you know, in pretty rel- pretty quickly, she adjusted to it, and you know, it was fine after that for sure. Oh, that's great! Yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, it didn't she, take um, take her long to adjust or accept that or anything like that. Yeah, right. And my dad is a super quiet person. He was just like, you know, hey, Mark, you know, your mom tells me you got a problem, and I was like, no, like I, I don't have a problem. I'm I'm gay. And, he was just like, you know, well, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Good talk. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah. But you know, as passive as that may sound, it's true. I like what, what difference does it make anymore? You know, love is love. If it makes you happy. That's why it boggles my mind. Sometimes some of the stories you hear, it's like I said, it's right. Right. Great that, you know, it played out as well as it did for you. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely grateful for, for how supportive everyone was for sure. So let's talk a little bit about Colony Pride. I know, so when did you move back to Colony? Um, so let's see, so I moved back to the Capital District in 2017. Um, I moved in with my partner who's still in Cohoes and we got our first apartment together, like, what was that, probably five years in the dating, but most of it being long distance, so. Yeah. We went to Cohoes in 2017, and then uh, we bought our house in 2018 in Colony. So last June 2019, that was our first Pride Month living in the new house. Nice. (laughs) So you're back in Colony living with your partner. Uh, When did you start thinking about forming the Colony Pride group? Yeah, so, um, so so last year, you know, the town recognized Pride Month for the first time ever, and... After when that happened, you know, by the time Colony recognized Pride Month last year, it was already mid June, and there really wasn't any realistic opportunity to have any type of Pride event. So, so last year I was like, you know, next year, you know, we should we should have some events going on, like any, anything to get bring people together. So, yeah. So when the new year, it was like what December 2019, maybe or January 2020. Um, I was just thinking about how you know what we should do for pride month this year you know there's no there's no lgbt groups like in the town colony um you know we have great organizations in albany and schenectady and saratoga but nothing in, in colony so you know I, I i saw that gap and i was just like you know what? like if no one else has created a, an organization you know i should so i was trying to think like what I wanted the you know, the goals of the organization to be, and 
you know, what we should do. And so I came up with um, Colony Pride and I was thinking about like what the goals are. And so that's how I came up with our motto, which is um, increase visibility, build community and, and live proudly. And I thought that kind of encapsulates what I really want to focus on because there's not much of a uh, visible LGBTQ plus community in the town. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no gay bars in Colony, no community center in Colony. We have to go elsewhere for that. So yeah, I just wanted to uh, make an organization where I could just start bringing people together. How's the response been since you've gotten it up and running? Uh, pr- pretty good. It's, um, it, it can be challenging at times to get participation, but I was really happy when we had our first Pride we had our first meeting at the town library back in early March. And um, there was about 20 people who came and most of them were my relatives. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. You got to uh, start somewhere. Right, right. No, they're great allies for sure. And, um, but let's see, probably uh, three or four, uh, well, like, a handful of folks that I did not know showed up and um, that was really awesome. Just, just to have anyone show up, I thought was a, was a victory. Um, yeah. Cause like, it's not like I have any money to you know, uh, advertise the group or anything like that. I have a $0 budget really. <laughs> <laughs> so and any involvement is great. So yeah, that was, that was Mark. We had our first meeting and we were brainstorming about things that we can do um, this coming June and um, then less than two weeks later, that all, <laughs> everything hit the fan and uh, we, we shut down. New York went on pause. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a different June than we were looking at last year. <laughs> what are, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you host a, a Zoom meeting a while ago looking for ideas of ways to help represent Pride Month now that, you know, the quarantine was in place and everything? Yeah, yeah, we did have, I did have a Zoom meeting, um, yeah, I think it was, um, um, like, a month ago, I don't know, you know, during the pandemic, time has lost all meaning, basically. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, not, it's a super weird feeling to know that time and almost space don't matter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah, so I ended up uh, having a a Zoom meeting, probably, like, uh, you know, most most were relatives that showed up and um it was funny like during the first five minutes of the zoom meeting i'm like teaching my mom and aunt how to use zoom <laughs> i'm well spent um, but uh dur- during that yeah <laughs> yeah we, we came up with some uh, ideas on on what we could do like we talked about getting pride month recognized again um this year and um Thankfully, you know, I, I asked everyone to write some letters to the town board, asking them to uh, recognize the Students' Pride Month once again. Uh, one member had a great idea, and he, he emailed um, the town and asked that he was just like, "Hey, you know, do we really have to do this every year, or can you just recognize, like, make past resolution making every June as Pride Month?" Which was an awesome idea, and um, that's what the town ended up doing. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's great that we don't have to you know, every year go back and, and you know ask for this. It's just now it's just automatic. Which is yeah, I know. Really, why would you do you know uh, just do it once and then not plan have a plan to just do it every year? Right, right. So I, I think a, a lot the folks I think of this June. I think we're going to just have to rely on social media a lot mm-hmm. and you know just post on on Instagram and Facebook throughout the month about you know, what, what members, how members are celebrating Pride Month um, on their own, basically, alone, whether it's, you know, with their partners or um, virtually with their, with their friends. And I also want to work with, we're all contacting like our local businesses to ask them to recognize Pride Month in some way, you know, whether it's like putting signs in their store windows or, or posting things on social media, things like that that um you know it, it makes a difference when someone you know maybe a lgbt teen who's in the closet still and they drive past a business with a pride flag up like that's awesome to see and it's good to see that type of support uh, from the community so um hopefully get more local businesses 
to recognize Pride Month um, this year. A colony took the vote on officially recognizing Pride Month going forward. It was only, what, two weeks ago or so now, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, it, um, so first off, I guess, I mean, how did you get that off the ground or get, you know, their attention to bring it up? I'm trying to think back. Um, so one, one uh, town board member in particular, uh, Melissa Jeffers, has been an awesome ally. And um, as I started getting more of a, a social media presence and we started, you know, we followed each other and uh, she had reached out and let me know that he was going to put forward a resolution this year to, to recognize Pride Month. So um, it was great to just get that message of support from, oh, from cool. a local local representative. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really awesome to see. Yeah, and then, um, you know, so she was putting the resolution up, um, but we, we have three new town board members compared to last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how they, how they were going to vote, it, it was unknown. So I really wanted to make sure that uh, members of the community reached out and let their elected, to, to let their elected officials know that this is something that, um, you know, more than just me wants, you know, um, it's definitely better to have more folks um, contacting and, you know, voicing their support. For, yeah, for absolutely. Well, let's see one other um, event I would, I'm trying, I would like to have nothing set in stone yet, but I think it'd be really great to have some kind of pet food drive, like local uh, around the community. I've seen uh, lots of food drives for um, like our school districts and, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have a uh, golden retriever. I, I love, I love animals. And I just think it'd be awesome to do some kind of like pet food drive. Like, awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. Be contact. Yeah. It can be like contactless. And yeah, no, I, I want to do something that where we can have a positive impact like on, on our community. So, you know, anything that builds up the community would, would be awesome. And if anyone listening has any ideas, please feel free to reach out on social media and let me know. What's your golden retriever's name? Uh, Gus. Gus, I like it. Nice. He's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, uh, <laughs> his birthday, his second birthday is this month. <laughs> oh, he's a yum pup. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a uh, a beagle Australian Shepherd mix who goes by the name of Zoe. Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's pretty yeah. adorable. It's funny. She has like the beagle head, but the Australian Shepherd body, so she's really just a giant puffball. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's, I think she's like nine now. I, I, I lose track sometimes, oh. but she still acts like she's, you know, two. <laughs> so like I said, you spearheaded the effort there to get the Colony to formally recognize. What was that feeling like when, you know, they voted the other week and everyone, it was unanimous that they approved. What was that kind of accomplishment? What did that feel like for you? Yeah, so um, we... Um dialed into the, um, or brought up the town board meeting online uh, live that night. And um, at the beginning of town board meetings, they uh, read all the public comments that were sent in via email. And, you know, I had known that, uh, you know, my, myself, my partner, a few of my relatives, we sent in some letters, uh, some emails um, voicing our support. So we, we heard those being read aloud. And then um, there are so many emails that were read out loud that I didn't know who they were from. I was just like, that's awesome that, you know, this effort uh, reached, you know, all these other people who um, sent in these emails, just telling, telling the board, like, why this was important to them. Just hearing that, hearing um, this, the town supervisor read out all those emails. That was just, it was so awesome to, to wow. hear. Um, it was just, um, yeah, it was just really, it was just really powerful to to hear. Uh, yeah. And then when they when they when they passed the resolution, yeah, there you know a number of town board members vote, already voted for it last year, so you know I wasn't sure how the, the new town board town board members were going to vote. You know, when a majority passed it, like that was just, yeah, you know, it was just another awesome thing to experience two years in a row. You know, it was, it was really good. Yeah. I uh, I admittedly had no idea that that was really even the case with Colony that, you know, they didn't have just some kind of formal thing every year living because they're kind of like smack dab between Albany and Schenectady who 
you usually have both cities have something going on. So you just kind of assume that the surrounding places do. So it was interesting to hear that, you know, initially. Right. And last year, um, you know, I was talking to some, some of the town board members and they're just like, yeah, like, you know, we just, no one ever really asked to do it. We never really thought about doing it. And it's just great that now it is a, a thing in Colony because growing up, like, you know, we're a suburban town, even though we're, we're huge, we're 84,000 people, we're bigger than the city of Schenectady and the city of Troy. That was another you know, thing we're, we're I found still, surprising. <laughs> I had no idea, right? you yeah. know, I knew, I mean, I knew Colony had, was a fair size, but when you mentioned the size of the actual population, I'm like, oh, wow, really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, so not having the town recognize Pride Month, that um, it just kind of reinforced I think a stereotype that a lot of people have that colony is just kind of a very, you know, homogenous suburban bedroom community. You know, we're we're definitely, we're much more diverse than that. And, you know, there's LGBTQ people in colony, Um, you know, not just in, not just in our cities. (laughs) Yeah. And actually one of the most interesting things that stuck out to me about the times union article was it wasn't that, you know, colony was, by any means against ever, you know, recognizing or celebrating Pride Month, a board member was specifically quoted as basically saying, yeah, no one's really ever just asked us. Right. <laughs> like, okay. See, that's why it pays to ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like now, you know, it's just, if you see something that's, you know, lacking, like, I don't, you, you just kind of got to, you got to do something about it. And that's what I've kind of learned through you know, over these past few years, like, you know, don't wait for someone else to do something that you want done. Like, just try to um, try to spearhead it yourself. And obviously, you can't do it by yourself. You need uh, support from other people and others' help. But um, yeah, it was it's it was uh, a learning experience for sure. Yeah, and that's uh, super interesting. It's certainly great news. And congrats on you know spearheading that and getting it to happen article also mentioned now do they need to get together uh later this month and actually formally pass a resolution or no no okay so um it was it was weird the way um, the article kind of worded it that yes there was a vote and everyone agreed but that they needed to come together i think they even mentioned like june 13th to officially pass the resolution or something yeah, that was, I think that was last year's article. And there, oh. there are two articles oh, wow. I remember. And, wow. Um, I, uh, yeah, uh, one, of the, one of the articles. <laughs> I'm behind the times. My apologies. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. But the resolution they passed uh, this year, it, um, you know, even though it was in May, it said, you know, we recognize June as, uh, as Pride Month for you know, every June hereafter or something was a language. I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, I'm basically just saying forever. <laughs> Now, I don't know if I'm referring to an older article or a more recent one, but I did. (laughs) But I did notice in (laughs) one, they stated that you certainly you, well, maybe not certainly, but you don't really consider yourself an activist. Is that right? Yeah, I I really don't. don't It's curious because I I mean, you know, it's a loose definition, really. What's what's really the difference between you know, working to accomplish something and being considered an activist is kind of what I am thinking, if that makes sense. No, it does. And it's a good question. I, I don't know how to answer that. I guess, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I feel like activists are, you know, more organized and uh, methodical than, than myself. But, you know, I don't know. I, I just... <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, I just see myself as trying to get something done that, you know, I want to see happen in my town that I think will benefit other people. And as I say that, I feel like that's probably the definition of activist. It's a weird label because, you know, just doing something you think is good or right is can and can't be at the same time (laughs) fit into that kind of definition. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, like... yeah, you know, I just I don't know. I just see you know see myself as just a regular guy who just wanted to to see something done. And so one um, might say you're just a yeah, humble I'm, activist. 
<laughs> I guess some would say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, since putting the colony pride group together and, you know, involving the community kind of puts you in like a leadership type position. I'm curious what your reaction has been to something like that. You know, you mentioned as more people that aren't actually family discover the group and participate, what that's like for you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a new feeling for sure. So a couple of weeks ago, my, uh, you know, like a friend of my cousin, um, you know, works at a local high school and she was like, you know, it would be, you know, I talked to my, my sister who's a teacher there and um, they'd really like you to speak at their Zoom um, Gay Straight Alliance meeting. And, um, you know, I joined their, their GSA meeting and I just talked about, you know, getting involved, you know, in your communities. And after the, after the call, like my cousin was like, oh, you know, it was such a great, uh, thing for the kids to see like a great like role model and uh, an older person who's like a mentor and I was just like I, I don't see myself as that but like you know if, if you know that's how other people are are, are seeing that that's you know that's awesome um, I, mean, I, I want to you know make a positive difference um, you know whether it's you know town wide or just a you know individually as I struggle to, you know, put the words together, it's, it's a new, it's a new feeling. You know, when I was, when I was growing up and in the closet, like if, if I saw, you know, a, a local community group um, of LGBT people, like I, you know, I feel like that could have made it easier for me to, to start coming out earlier. You know, if, if I, if I can help anyone out by trying to get Colony Pride, you know, off and running, then yeah, that, that, time well spent for sure absolutely you mentioned you know if there were groups like that when you were younger maybe coming out earlier how early on did you start thinking that you know you might be gay you know it's there's a hard just a hard was that a hard question to ask (laughs) sorry (laughs) no 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 it's you know i think it's a common question but you know like a a response I guess is like when did you figure out you were straight like it's it's hard to put like a definitive time like t- you know date to it it's more I for me personally you know I definitely can't speak for for others in the LGBTQ plus community but you know I think my experience you know is def- can definitely be similar to others you know it's just more of a process like an internal struggle you know of like figuring out you know that you're different from you know from others and you know for me personally there's you know a couple of years of like middle school and and high school where you know I I thought you know um, I could change myself or you know I you know that I wasn't actually gay that you know I was just you know puberty puberty and like you don't really you know it's it's hard to no puberty is a strange time man I can get behind that for sure (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> See, that is that is not a fun time, uh, gay or straight or it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, like ninth grade for sure. Like I went on a quote unquote date with uh, my friend Allison, who's one of my best friends today. And um, I remember we went to go see ET because they like re-released <laughs> it in the year two thousand. <laughs> Oh, you know, now that you mentioned that, I remember there being some kind of controversy. Wasn't some, didn't they like CGI out one of the cops holding a gun and put a walkie-talkie in his hand or something like that? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was the big outrage of the the year. Wow. So we saw that, we went went shopping, and I remember at the end of um, our date, like our parents were picking us up uh, separately, and um, I remember like, I was like, this is the part of the date where, like, I'm supposed to kiss Allison. And I just remember, like, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to because I'm not, like, attracted to Allison in that way. You mm-hmm. know, like, she's, she's my best friend and she still is. But, you know, it was just, like, moments like that where, you know, I, I knew I was different, but I still kind of wasn't accepting myself for that. And I didn't want to admit to myself that I was gay. And, yeah, it's just this whole messy process. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can 
like I said, I can't fully relate, but I can certainly understand the idea of a messy process. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, getting the town to town of Colony to recognize Pride Month on a yearly basis was a big accomplishment. What are some of the future hopes and goals you have for Colony Pride and what you would like to see happen? Yeah, so, you know, once we can start you know, safely gathering, you know, when we met in March with the group, um, at the library, like we were thinking, you know, we, it'd be awesome to do like just group happy hours and, um, like a picnic or meeting up at the farmer's market as a group and just like, you know, getting to know, you know, fellow LGBTQ plus, uh, neighbors and Al, of course. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, back in March, like I didn't think that I would be able to pull off like a parade, you know, but during our first year. Like, I, I think I had realistic, for the time, realistic expectations of what we could, what we could do. Um, so just, like, starting out with, like, small events where folks could just meet up and um, just form new friendships. And, you know, by doing that, you're building community and you're also showing those around you that, you know, there's, you know, that we're, you know, we're a group of LGBTQ plus people. You know, we're your friends and we're your neighbors and relatives. And, just kind of organically grow from that and mm -hmm. you know word word of mouth just just grow as a as an organization so yeah so I, I was just kind of hoping about doing small events like that like meeting up for a dog walk or something you know not on my list where like i don't know you know i don't have so i don't i don't have any idea of like what kind of you know kid uh fa family friendly activities to do like that's why i was focusing <laughs> on like happy hour <laughs> No, there's, there's but, nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, maybe next year we'll be in a position where we can do like a, a 5K or, you know, the, the crossing, um, the Sakati Center, which is a colony uh, nonprofit uh, gym. They're ran by the CYC. You know, they do a 5K every year. And how, you know, it'd be awesome if we could do some kind of like family friendly um, uh, activity or, or fair like that, you know. Yeah, that'd be so, great. I mean, this year, this, this year, due to the pandemic, pretty low expectations. If I can do uh, a pet food drive, that would be a win. <laughs> but I hope we can, you know, all connect over, over social media um, this June, at least. Yeah. So what are some of the best ways that uh, people can, you know, help spread the word and get involved? Yeah, so, um, so definitely please follow me on, on Instagram, um, at Colony Pride. We have a Facebook event page, Colony Pride, and there's a Facebook group page, Colony Pride, um, where you know the goal is to you know uh, share ideas on on how to celebrate Pride Month. Um, so please connect with me on social media or colonypride at gmail.com if you have any questions about getting involved. And you know if you can just spread the word um, that we exist, you know that'd be a, a big help. It's you're not having any type of operating budget makes it a challenge. So really relying on, on word of mouth. I can't even, you know, post a, a sign coffee shop any uh, this year because <laughs> no one can go into a coffee shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's getting rough. I'd, I'd so, like to think uh, there is, uh, it'll be interesting as things reopen, how businesses operate. Obviously, it's going to be mm -hmm. gradual, if anything. I It'll be, I can't imagine it ever being the way it was without there being some kind of vaccine or something out there. So it's, right. uh, it'll be an experience for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, you heard the man people get out there and spread the word. Word of mouth is where it's at. That's the best kind of advertising there is anyway. <laughs> so yeah. So that's why I appreciate the opportunity to come on to your podcast and, and talk a little bit about it. Oh man, I'm I'm happy to have you. I'm glad you could you took the time. I certainly appreciate you taking the time to hang out and have some drinks and uh, well, your iced coffee while I just kind of sit here and get a little sloshed myself. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It is well. We'll have to meet up at a actual. Yes, hopefully, like I said, as things ease, we can get together one of these days for a beer or a drink of some kind. But uh, until then, I will spend my Monday evening <laughs> having a beer at home. Because that's what Mondays are for now. Because time doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. 
So I think that's going to do it for this episode of what is still stories from a virtual bar, as I mentioned. Oh, and I want to mention, I, uh, at least on Instagram and Twitter, I've been able to add the word virtual in parentheses around, you know, my main page's name, but Facebook won't let me do that. <laughs> that's why I made the comment when we started. <laughs> so I don't know what their deal is, but you know, <laughs> Like I said, hopefully I won't have. Yeah, I know. Really, I'm going to call up a uh, Zuckerberg. There, this is what you have to deal with right now. But hopefully, I can take that out soon. So I guess we'll see. Like I said, that'll do it for this episode of Stories from a Virtual Bar. Uh, thank you, Mark, for hanging out. Like I said, sharing your story, telling me, and spreading the word about Colony Pride and everything like that. I really appreciate it. You could be sure to well. I should say, be sure to follow Colony Pride on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to show your support, spread the word. Anything else you'd like to throw in, sir? No, just, um, you know, happy LGBTQ Pride Month, everyone. Yes, happy Pride Month to all the LGBTQ community out there and all those who celebrate. One of my favorite things about Pride Month is there's usually, the parades are fantastic. I have to say, it's just a giant love fest. It's just a giant party. Who doesn't love a giant party? (laughs) So let's make that happen, even if it has to be virtually, people. Hopefully, one of you know, eventually we will be back to celebrate it in person again. But let's make this happen. Exactly. Somewhere somewhere over the somewhere over the rainbow. Appropriate phrasing. (laughs) (laughs) Big thank you, everyone out there. (laughs) All for I'm all for the cheese and puns on this podcast. (laughs) A big thank you out there to everyone for checking out the show. You can, of course, find Stories from a Bar on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at StoriesFAB. You'll find the show on Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, pretty much where you would expect to find the podcast, the major players. That's where you'll find Stories from a Bar. Be sure to subscribe and even more importantly, leave a fantastic review. I greatly appreciate it. Spread the word. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.